welcome to Game & Watch with Aaron and James, the show where we talk about games we've been gaming and movies and TV shows we've been watching. I'm Aaron. And I'm James. And James, we have uh, a special episode with some special friends. Do you want to introduce that? Yeah, so today we're going to be ranking the Star Wars movies. And to help us do that, well, to do it individually and maybe attempt to create a group consensus list, uh, we have John and Alex here with us. Yay, John and Alex. Hi. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Thanks, guys. Really honored to be on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. We should note that this is the first time we've had two guests. Yeah. Yeah, this is exciting. Yeah. And um, what an occasion to do this for. Uh, this is, uh, this was a long time coming, I think. Um, we probably, I don't remember if we actually did a ranking when we talked about Attack of the Clones. I did not go back and listen to check. But obviously we talked about Attack of the Clones already because it's the most important Star Wars movie. As we, <laughs> It's the linchpin that really ties it all together. It really holds it all together. It, it wasn't really until that movie that I truly appreciated Star mm-hmm. Wars. I can't even say that. Um, but yeah, this is a, this is like a, it's hotly contested among Star Wars fans. I mean, obviously you pick any franchise and you ask people to like rank stuff and it's going to be, it's going to be hotly contested. The, The thing is about like Star Wars is that I feel like there are more or less like consensus picks that fall in people's top three. I I feel like I very rarely see somebody pick a movie that most people hate putting it in their top 2 or 3 and I'm I was texting Aaron about this beforehand and I wonder how you guys feel about it uh Alex and John that I I I feel like it's the middle area of these so we're going to be ranking 11 Star Wars movies that's uh episodes 1 through 9 plus Rogue One, Rogue One. and Solo and I think that, like, while we, I, I'm assuming all of our lists are going to be different in some way, the middle area is where things are going to get uh, maybe messy. And by messy, I mean, I was telling you, um, Alex and John, before we started recording, that we, I, I expect full, full passion. Um, <laughs> I, I, I want people to really go to the mat for their picks. And I mean, w- respectfully, of course, you know, don't don't uh, don't tear a person apart for their for their picks, no matter how wrong they are. But hey, James, try not telling us what to do. OK, <laughs> I'm going to rip John a new one if he thinks that Force Awakens is a number two. Uh, I think you won't have to worry about that. But um, yeah, I want to hear some passionate defense of, of these. Um, and I, I just have a feeling that it's, yeah, it's going to be those like, you know, maybe like picks like eight through five or like eight through four that are, are going to have some of the more like the are going to really spur some of the the debate. But we'll see. I don't know. How do, how do you guys feel about it? Alex? How do you feel about this? Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I'm seeing kind of like once you get into four, five, six, and then can, and then uh, as well as like eight, nine, ten is where we're gonna, or seven, eight, nine, kind of is where we're, it's gonna get interesting and spicy. Yeah, John. Yeah, I agree. I think everybody pretty much falls in line with maybe their top three, top four, top five, uh, especially when you break it up into ranking trilogies themselves. 
I like this trilogy better than this one. And then this one for that reason. But then you think about your actual list and some of them bleed into, you know, is this one um, movie from the sequel better than this one from the original? And then you get that overlap. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I agree. I think the middle and the end are the meatiest parts. I'm glad we're starting backwards because I want to start off hot. Yeah, I mean, where I'm most interested in seeing differences is like where people, how people generally feel about the prequel trilogy and then the seven through nine trilogy as a whole. Like where we rank those individually will be like really fascinating. It's it's because I, I mean, there are people who just hate the prequel trilogy so much. <clears throat> that this the episodes seven through nine are like very refreshing to them, which again, uh, we won't get into that just yet. Well, we can wait till we actually start ranking stuff. But I mean, the re- part of the reason I was going to, I'm bringing that up now is because I, I, I had a note to like, maybe we should talk about our histories with the star Wars films. I feel like there our histories are all pretty similar. And I'm assuming that some of our motivation for putting things in certain places will have to do with our history with those movies. Cause there's a certain amount of nostalgia for some things, but then there's also objective truth. Uh, <laughs> In the right? subjective base list. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, without saying like too, too much, I mean, I, did everybody start with star Wars, like the, the VHSs from like the original, you know, four five, six. Absolutely. Yeah, is that true for you too, Alex and John? Yeah, yeah. Well, mine's a little different. It's a little interesting. So I first saw um, Star Wars: A New Hope actually in the 1997 in the theater. Oh, nice. The oh. So that was really interesting. I remember uh, when Luke first turns on the lightsaber in the hut. I like. I was so startled. I jumped like nice. up in the air. That's awesome. Um, and yeah, and I was immediately captivated begged my mom to rent the other two films from the library immediately rented them over and over eventually then got the special edition VHS VHS box set for Christmas. Nice. Uh, and that's where it really took off. How about you, John? I'm uh, actually the same. I didn't watch star Wars until the special editions came out in the theaters in the late nineties. Nice. I was aware of anyone like anyone who hasn't sat, sat down and watched star Wars can recognize that's Chewbacca. That's job of the hut. They know its place in the cultural zeitgeist i was aware of it vaguely but you know going to see the special edition a new hope with my dad um it it just it blew you away the same as if it would when you were to watch the original vhs's um the original ones before the special edition and then i just couldn't get enough of it i think i got the vhs special edition box set for christmas as well and then just over and over and over again watching them until eventually, you know, 1999 comes out and then you get new Star Wars movies and a whole new uh, thing to it. Yeah. But yeah, so I had a similar experience um, as Alex, actually, not until the special editions. I mean, as far as, as entry, as far as entry points go, I think that starting with the special edition, the theaters of, of A New Hope, which I also did see, but I so I had seen the original beforehand. So I had something to compare it with. But like that seems like that one was like messed with a little bit less than the other two were. Um, which is a good thing. And I'm glad that you you guys actually did say that because going into this, and I'm, I'm curious to hear what everybody thinks about this because when I when I was considering this ranking, and, and and actually, if anyone has this as a very like strong reason for why they rank things certain ways, just tell me and we'll hold off until we actually talk about it. But like, I thought about the original trilogy as 
the or, or, most original pure forms, like before even the special editions. To me, there was like that. There was, there was the George Lucas didn't mess with it at all. And then there's the versions that George Lucas messed with. And when I'm, I'm not considering him like the most current form of those films when I'm ranking this. I'm Spoil- actually, you are. I'm I, no, no, no. I'm actually the same way because I had the original unedited VHSs that yeah. I watched as a kid. Same. So I, I definitely saw the special editions in the theater, and I remember thinking to some of those changes, like, oh, like Jabba's not supposed to be in A New Hope, or the Emperor in Empire Strikes Back is supposed to have that weird monkey face. Like it's not <laughs> supposed to be Ian McDermott yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some changes that I think we are we could all probably agree are like either okay or just we don't we're kind of apathetic about but and again everyone can have their own respective reason for something if you want to like knock again no one no one actually comment on where they have it on their list but if, for example if you want to knock return of the jedi a couple spots because you hate the song that's sung in jabba's palace and like the, the like <laughs> it's called that, jedi rocks yeah of course you, of course you know what it's called um i'm not gonna hold it against you well, actually i might <laughs> But I mean, you know, just make sure you say that, you know, if that is a reason, I'm not going to like criticize necessarily your your criteria for like how you want to look at the movie, like at what form of the movie you're thinking of when you are slotting it in a certain place. Um, yeah, but, at least for yeah. me, it, the way I'm thinking about it is in my head, there's just like uh, an ideal version that's like a combination of the original and the changes and if there were theoretically, I don't know, there's something, if there were theoretically a version like that, that's the one that's in my head. So that's how I'm ranking. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I wouldn't say there's anything in the, any changes in the special editions that ruins my experience. I can take or leave Jabba in a new hope. It's, you know, it's funny that they keep tweaking the CG. I think in a meta or in a meta sense, it's fun. Um, the song return the Jedi is stupid, but I, I don't care. Um, I, I love seeing more Wampa in Empire. I love me some Wampa um, in the opening cloud in the Cloud City shots. But I agree, it's mm-hmm. not. I, I guess I was looking at it in a broader sense, not this dings the the special the special editions don't ding anything on my list necessarily. Gotcha. So, really briefly before we get into it, what did Aaron? What did you do to prepare for this, if anything? Besides um, so, actually ranking them, uh, which I hope you did. I did. Um, <laughs> I, I did not watch all 10. I did not. I've never seen Solo. So Solo is not on my rankings. <laughs> oh. I was considering watching it. And then I thought life is finite. Um, so <laughs> God damn it. I won't. Um, but I, I, I think the way that worked for me best was I definitely knew my top three and I definitely knew my bottom three. And like we were texting, like the battleground is kind of the middle. And that's where I sort of had the most fun sussing out like, okay, which objectively or rather subjectively to me, like, is it number five versus number six and kind of making those choices. And that was fun to me. You always have, there's always something you can't be bothered to do certain things <laughs> like watch just, solo. The one I've, movie of these you haven't seen. I, I've heard such bad things about solo and I, I love the character of Han Solo so much that I don't want to do anything that would ruin him. And I love Chewbacca. Um, and I like Amelia Clark as an actress, but I just, I haven't gotten now, to it. Now that's a take that I not sure I agree with. 
even though actually she was, she, she was great in that episode of Futurama. She's fine in <laughs> Solo, actually, and that's a that's the highest compliment I can pay her. Without uh, getting too much into the list, I hope that at least you decide to watch Solo after this. I do. I hope. Oh, you okay. Do. Okay. Um, and when I say fine, I don't mean like fine. I mean like well, she's okay. Fine. She's okay in Solo. No, she's okay. Yeah. Uh, how about you, John? Uh, I'm sorry, what was the question? What did you prep? Or how did you prep? Oh, how did I prep? Well, uh, as luck would have it, about a week and a half ago, I decided to rewatch The Force Awakens before you even asked me to do this. So I already got a head start on it. Um, I've seen the original trilogies, like I said, so many times. I could probably recite the entire script to you. Mm -hmm. Um, The same with the prequels. I've watched them a bunch. The sequels, just because they're newer um, and just being older and not having all the time in the world to you know, watch Star Wars. I've seen those the least. So I had watched Force Awakens a week and a half ago. And then um, last night I rewatched The Last Jedi just so that I could have it fresh in my mind and know what I want to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. I started solo and then I just decided to do something else. Um, I did not decide to watch uh, The Rise of Skywalker because I think I already have, I think I know my feelings on it. Nothing's going to change. Yeah. Um, I took a lot of notes just so that I could be prepared, but as you know, this is something we've been talked about for a while is yeah. how would you rank Star Wars? And you and I talk Star Wars all the time that at ad nauseum. So I pretty much have it ready to say what I want to say. But yeah, I did I, do a little bit of research. I think about it with everyone's list. Your list is going to surprise me the least. But that's that's OK, because I, I what you know, Alex and John, you were on this um I wanted you both as guests because uh, you both have very are very passionate about your uh, your takes not that like other star wars fans aren't but i really appreciate how um how passionately you both defend uh and and attack uh certain films uh in in, the, in this franchise and and also shows and the like alex how did did you what did you do to to, to prep did you rewatch anything uh so i already had <clears throat> as probably all of us did uh maybe i already had a ranking like from a couple years ago, I was debating with a, with friends, of course, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did rewatch uh, one film uh, just because I had only seen it once. Um, it's Solo. I rewatched mm-hmm. Solo. Um, other than that, the rest, like John said, I, I've i seen them enough that I, I know my feelings on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I made like one or one tweak to the list and then wrote down the notes. And uh, that was about it. Gotcha. I, uh, I think I made... My my ranking that I had, I kind of have like an ongoing thing that I change every once in a while. I think it's mine has been the same for like had been the same for years. And I made one small change to it this time is pretty insignificant change. Um, but to prep, I I rewatched Force Awakens and The Last Jedi and half of Rise of Skywalker. I didn't stop Rise of Skywalker because uh, of reasons. <laughs> I stopped because I just had other things I needed to do and I didn't have time to finish it. Um, I have so far now, I have I've seen Rise of Skywalker and Solo the least. Rise of Skywalker only one and a half times, and Solo I've only seen once. And I I don't think I will ever rewatch Solo. Um, and there are others on, or uh, there are two others on my list that I would be perfectly fine never watching again. Hmm, we'll, what could those be? I wonder. We'll get into it. Um, yeah, Empire. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, all right. Are we ready to do this? Let's do this. So, so what we're going to do is we're going to start uh, at our 11th spot. Um, we'll go around. Um, we'll just we'll go Aaron, John, Alex, me, if everyone's OK with that. And, you know, everyone will name, you know, we'll take turns naming our picks. Um, you know, 
feel free at that point to kind of talk about why you have it where you have it. Um, then we kind of maybe open it up. Um, if anyone else wants to weigh in and and say criticize or compliment or you know agree with someone's placement of something, feel free. If you have a particular movie higher than where someone else puts it, don't te- don't spoil where you have it. But you know, feel free to hint at you know the fact that you have it somewhere differently, or that maybe yeah. you have a very different opinion about that movie than everyone else does. All right, uh, should should I kick yeah. this off? Yeah, kick it off. So again. Asterisk next to Aaron's list. He has not seen <laughs> yes. Solo. Yes. Um, my bottom, uh, the bottom of my list rather is The Phantom Menace. It is mm. dead last. Uh, the reason being, um, it has some Star Wars charm. Um, you know, Qui-Gon Jinn's great. Ewan McGregor in the role of Obi-Wan is phenomenal. Great casting. Um, the Darth Maul lightsaber duel is incredible. I even like some of the space battle stuff. Uh, but basically everything else, Jar Jar, Naboo, uh, a lot of that political intrigue, uh, it just doesn't work and it doesn't feel very Star Warsy. So for that reason, it's last on my list. And the kid who plays Anakin is just obnoxious. And I know he was a child actor, but I, I can't help but look not I can't help not being able to look past that, I guess. Before I open it up to Alex and John, if they want to weigh in on that, I'm I'm going to say right now without revealing anything that I there is a big level of nostalgia um, that is fighting that is like really fighting with the objective criticism of the prequel trilogy Um, and that you'll see based on my list that nostalgia wins out a little bit over the things about the prequel trilogy that I really don't like um, this is one pick from you that I kind of expected. Um, and actually, what we'll do is because you haven't watched Solo, we're going to call Solo your number 11 pick, yeah. I guess. And then we'll so that's your so this is your number 10. And so the the other three of us will go and we'll do our 11 and 10 before we get back to you to do nine. Perfect. Um, Alex, John, anything to to weigh in on uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron's horrible placement of Phantom <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, mean I typical last pick. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, it's I, typical. I, I'm, I'm just I'm giving you shit. I'm definitely sympathetic to people who have nostalgia for the prequel <clears throat> trilogies. Because, I mean, I do too. Um, yeah. Like, you'll see, I have uh, Revenge of the Sith pretty high on this list. So, it's not like I'm trashing prequels. It's just, of yeah. the three prequels, Phantom Menace is definitely the lowest rung on that. I, I don't actually think that's a horrible, horrible take. I, I completely disagree with it, but I... But uh, uh, yeah, um, but then again, you haven't seen Solo yet, so true. Who knows? True. Um, yeah. uh, John, what's your uh, number I mean, eleven? Now, my number eleven is The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, there's a reason that I've only seen it twice. Um, it, it is just lazy. It is just insultingly stupid. Um, it's not even about feeling like Star Wars or um, or just having like charm or anything like that. I think it is just the lowest of like blockbuster cash grab. There was no consideration into this new the sequel trilogy. It upsets me. Um, like at least the Phantom Menace, I can enjoy for what it is. Um, it's got some fun parts. I just didn't enjoy the Rise of Skywalker, beginning to end. Um, I, I dislike it so much. 
but I don't, I guess I don't hate it. And I think none of my movies on my list I hate. I love Star Wars, um, but I, by the time Rise of Skywalker came around, I was just like over the sequel trilogy. Mm. It had crawled to this point. I imagine and a lot of people. It's just like a, it's like a way, dead yeah. animal crawling towards you before it finally dying. <laughs> and you're just like, okay, let's dispose of the body now. Not like a dying animal that you use. A dying animal. No, like a cr- like roadkill crawling towards me. Oh God. Now, once you hold that roadkill in your arms, does it disappear like a Jedi when a Jedi dies? Hmm. Dep- depends. If it's a force sensitive roadkill, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then again, Han Solo comes back as a ghost, and there was no indication he was force sensitive. True. So yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Good point. Alex, uh, yeah, yeah. Any thoughts, yeah. or do you want to? I mean, feel free to transition into your number eleven too. I have so many thoughts. I'm going to hold my mm-hmm. thoughts on episode one. Let's just say I disagree. Yeah. Um, uh, episode nine. <clears throat> so I. So my eleventh pick is actually episode eight, the Last Jedi. Um, but I I struggled with nine or eight. I don't like either of them. Mm-hmm. Um. I'll talk about nine right now. I I couldn't agree more. The movie is the first two thirds of the movie is a series of endless MacGuffins. We need to go to Exegol. Well, okay, well to do that, we need to get the Wayfinder. Well, what about what? Okay, to do that, we need to find the dagger, right? We need to translate the dagger. We need to go to Babu Frick. Then we need to somehow uh, Endor, the somehow intact Death Star throne room is here. Um, On and on and on. It's bad. Um, I'll say the 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 couple things that redeem it and make it better than eight for me, I thought Adam Driver's performance was pretty good. The Ben Solo redemption thing is pretty good, um, but other than that, it's tough. It's a poorly done movie. Um, it it was basically written in Kathleen Kennedy's executive boardroom. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's not good. Um, Quite literally was I think. Yeah. In, it's in it's part, bad. Yeah. yeah. So, but so he, so your number, your number, eleven is the Last Jedi. Yeah. So yeah, it is. why? Why? Um, it took my love of Luke Skywalker as a child and took a big dump on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's that's it that it right from the absolute jump. Right. We've mm-hmm. waited two years for this, this uh, this uh, cliffhanger from Episode Seven. Ray is handing Luke his old lightsaber back and they're just, I can't wait to see what's next. I can't wait to see how he reacts immediately. Ryan Johnson says, Oh, um, yep. He doesn't care about it. He throws it over his shoulder right from the beginning. I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Um, the entire character, I can't stand where they went with Luke's character. That's basically the end of it. If you're not familiar with this interview, uh, they were interviewing Mark Hamill. And at one point he, he, he let it slip that, he hated the direction of the character so much that in his head, he was like, this isn't the original Luke I used to play. I have to think of him as a different character. Like a, imagine it's Jake Skywalker. Um, <laughs> he actually said that in an interview that he, in his own head, he disassociated the two characters from the original and the new trilogy mm-hmm. as this new character of Jake Skywalker. Cause he, he hated it so much. And I, I couldn't agree more. And there's a lot of other things I, I do not like about this movie, but that is, that is what really, takes it down to the worst of the, all of them for me. Very fair. Um, my number 11 is rise of Skywalker. Um, I agree with everything that John said about it. 
I I truly loathe this movie. I I do hate this movie. Um, this is this is like probably Even the, the space o- horses. Yeah, this is probably the only Star Wars movie that I hate. Um, it's the only Star Wars movie I would say is below average. To to put it like that. Um, I the one thing, but what I'm going to do actually, I throw a curveball. I'm going to pay it two compliments, which I was unable to do until I rewatched half of it this time. Um, the first compliment is that I appreciate how fast moving and action packed it is, even though everything that's happening, that's driving it. I hate like it is not taking its time at all. It is like, like is trying to be a thrill ride nonstop, which I, I admire the attempt. (laughs) That's about, that's all I can say about that. Um, the other compliment I'll pay it is, just that the idea of visiting the wreckage of the second Death Star is cool. Like it looks cool, even though again the circumstances surrounding it. There's some good imagery in this movie, is what I was is what I'm going to say, and that's and that's about it. Those are the only two things. Uh, the rest, I hate. I hate everything about like Palpatine being back. I hate Ray being a Palpatine. I, I hate everything they've done with every one of these characters. I despite my feelings on the last Jedi, like I cannot believe they just blatantly retconned like so much of the last Jedi. It's just an insult to fans intelligence. No matter how many people hated the last Jedi, I don't like being treated like a fucking idiot. And that is exactly what Kathleen Kennedy did. And, and JJ Abrams did in the construction of, this abysmal conclusion to a uh, spoiler alert, a uh, trilogy of films that I don't, we, I don't, I'm hindsight did not want. So Uh, to be clear, you'd give rise of Skywalker, like a seven and a half out of 10. Absolutely not. (laughs) I'd give give it a four at the most. Okay. Out of 10. Yeah. Um, Aaron. All right. Sorry. Aaron. So Aaron's, I guess his number 10 was, uh, Phantom Menace. So John, yes. what is your number 10? My number 10 is the force awakens. All um, right. I had came out. I enjoyed it. I thought everyone was nervous about what is this next trilogy going to be? It's now owned by Disney. Is it better that George Lucas isn't going to have any creative control over it? Is that a bad thing? When it first came out, I watched it in theaters and I enjoyed it. I thought this is cool. New characters are cool. Old characters are cool. It was um, daring. Killing Han Solo is controversial, but I feel like it's that big punch in the gut that you need to kick off a trilogy like this. Um, it set up a lot of que- interesting questions for the next trilogy. It made me excited to watch the next one. And then um, a lot of my feelings on the sequels are in hindsight. So in hindsight, mm-hmm. I don't like The Force Awakens as much. I rewatched it recently, and I feel like it's J.J. Abrams' fan fiction. He tries to wink at the camera too much, like when Han Solo goes, oh, um, is there you know, a trash compactor we can throw her in? It's like, oh, yes, that's funny. A trash compactor, that's funny. <laughs> um, or when um, the beginning doesn't make any sense, the whole setup doesn't make any sense. What is going on with the First Order? I can suspend my disbelief for a little bit. Um, you know, the empire in the original trilogy, it is, it's, it's, it is what it is. It's an empire, but this for, uh, the first order, you're like, wait, what's going on? Are, is it the remnants of the empire? Is it a new thing? What's the resistance? There's a Republic also. Why aren't they working together? What's going on? And this seems like really nitpicky, but it, it just, 
typical J.J. Abrams sets it up with <laughs> questions and then says, everyone else, figure it out. Lost, which is great. I love Lost, but he he sets up these things and he's just like, look at all these cool ideas. Aren't these ideas cool? And it's just, yes, ideas like that are cool, but you need to have a little bit of a follow-up. Mm-hmm. Whether or not the sequels trilogy did that, we can debate, obviously, with The Rise of Skywalker. I feel like it was just, it fell flat. But um, it, it tries to look and feel like Star Wars a little too hard, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, I think it tries a little too hard. It's still enjoyable. I don't mind that it's a soft reboot. I understand that you sort of have to do that. And I like that it played it safe. Um, but in, in hindsight, it was all for nothing, I feel mm-hmm. like, in, in terms of the syllogy, the, the, syllogy, the uh, sequel trilogy. I'll, uh, I'll hold my thoughts on The Force Awakens. Anyone else want to weigh in before uh, Alex does his number 10? I'll hold off. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. So, so my number, I kind of already said my number 10 is yeah. Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. I already talked about, I already talked about that. I I will comment on seven. Um, sure. I agree. <laughs> I very much agree with all that because when I first saw it, I thought, Hey, this is pretty good. Pretty nice. You know, it's setting up a lot of interesting things, right. For the next two films. Problem is then the next two films took all of the things that were set up and basically said, and then they kind of just uh, um, subverted expectations for the sake of it, especially mm-hmm. the, the eighth film. And so when you go back and watch it, it's like, oh, we already know where this went and it went nowhere and it was poorly executed. And in general, the sequel trilogy, I, the main problem with it to me is that they never mapped out a, an outline of all three movies. Yeah. Together. That's what really, really hurt it, because then you have different directors each doing their own thing and it just didn't talk. And it's crazy that it's crazy thinking back that they didn't think to do that, but they didn't. And it suffered for it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, seven. I did enjoy it at first. And and thinking back, it's like, hey, wow, who is this Snoke guy? This is interesting. Like, hey, like who are who are Ray's parents? And then, of course, Ray's parents went back and forth. it's yeah. So that those are my thoughts on seven. All right. Um, my number 10 is solo. Uh, I've only seen it once. I just found it to be pretty lifeless and I don't really have a whole lot to say about its placement. I could see it maybe switching with my number nine. If I watch it again and enjoyed some parts of it, I just found the, like Alden, I don't remember pronounce his name, Alden Emmerich. I don't know, but, uh, his performance was just pretty dead to me. Um, I enjoyed Donald Glover as Lando, I thought Amelia Clark was fine. I think Phoebe Waller-Bridge is like the only good thing about that movie. Um, she, I forgot what the name of the droid is, but uh, that she was good. L- L33T, like Leet. You get it? Uh, okay. Um, but I just have... I, I, Solo kind of falls with like the 7, 8, 9, where I just... I don't think I ever care to watch these those four films ever again. And that's a little spoiler alert as to where the other ones fall on my list. Um, but I, yeah, I solo, I, I there's really not, not much to say about it. I think it's it, perfectly average um, and pretty, pretty boring to me. I just, I just, it doesn't do it for me at all. Um, yeah. Uh, Aaron, what is your, in the interest of time, I'm just going to push things. Um, you yeah. know, you know, let's talk about our thoughts on, you know, stuff other people have talked about when we get to those uh, to those rankings. But Aaron, what's your number nine? 
In my quest to continue hating on the prequel trilogy, I have Attack of the Clones. Um, I mean, this, this is, is one of those. I'm not going to argue with you on this. I guess this is I not. I'm, I'm I'm joking about the hating on it on purpose. I actually love the prequel era. I love the show Clone Wars. I like. I love it to death. I think uh, Revenge of the Sith is great. It just takes like all the events leading up to the Clone Wars are boring. The love story is horrific. The acting in general in this is very poor. I think the Yoda lightsaber fight looks laughable and the CGI does not hold up. Um, Hayden Christensen as Anakin, I think he does better in Revenge of the Sith. Here, he's just whiny and terrible. Um, say what you will about the sequel trilogies, but they got they lined up solid actors. They mm-hmm. didn't line up necessarily. Well, they did line up some solid actors, but... For whatever reason, the chemistry between Hayden and Natalie Portman is just dead in the water, and it's painful to watch. I, I don't like going back and rewatching it, unless okay. it's, of course, for this amazing podcast. <laughs> Way to compliment your own podcast. Yeah. Um, John, what's your number nine? My number nine is Revenge of the Sith. Um, wow. I didn't actually not see that from you. It's my least favorite of the prequels. <laughs> really? I... I don't know if it was prequel fatigue when it came out. I was excited. I think it's got going back to what you said, Aaron. I, it's the prequels have great ideas, um, bad execution, and I think as opposed to the sequels, which have um, just good acting but also poor writing and somewhat okay execution. Um, Revenge of the Sith is just. I mean, what happens during the movie? Nothing happens. <laughs> it, it's a rush to the end. I don't find um, the, uh, again, the love interest scenes in, in the entire prequels are not interesting. Um, Obi-Wan doing his Utapau General Grievous thing is okay. I like the clones. Um, I just feel like Revenge of the Sith doubled down on all the bad aspects of the prequels. Um, you know, and say mm. what you will, nitpicking, but like the the battle droids are just sillier for no reason. Um, the jokes are way too jokey. Like when they're in the elevator going back and forth about, oh, it's it's you and, and making these dumb. And then R2-D2 just flying around and, and spraying <laughs> oil and acting silly like it's a Bugs Bunny cartoon. And then and then after they crash land on Coruscant, I for the life of me cannot remember anything important that happens besides like a bunch of CG battles. I don't even like the end lightsaber battle with Obi-Wan and Anakin it ends before you even like realize it's ending. I don't care about Kashyyyk or the Wookiees. Um, I think my problem with it is that it's almost like by the time George Lucas got to Revenge of the Sith, he heard all the complaints about the prequels and then just said, oh, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to amplify all the worst parts and Mm -hmm. get really in your face about it. Um, I don't hate it as much as, is Rise of Skywalker, which I think is kind of insulting, but I do find Revenge of the Sith to to be my least favorite of the prequels by far. Hmm. I will say that it's rather disappointing in the movie where Anakin turns and becomes Darth Vader. You would think you'd see some like pretty high level badassery from him, and really all he does is choke his wife and kill some kids, um, <laughs> both of which are pretty not badass and terrible he kills dugu really fast but there's a whole there's a bit of a problem with that happening as quickly as it does there there's yeah. a, the prequel trilogy has a has a, pro, a pacing problem with showing anakin's growth absolutely absolutely um and you cannot like 
some people would say, oh, you need to watch the Clone Wars. Um, I think that that is a perfectly fine thing to say that someone needs to do. However, I disagree. I think the film should be able to stand on their own if you do not want to watch the Clone Wars. And in that sense, I think, I mean, obviously, each of these Star Wars movies jumps in time. Like each of these trilogies jump in time between each one. But there is a growth with like the likes of Luke Skywalker across uh, four, five, six that is so it does not it's not replicated in the prequel trilogy. Anakin's growth is really kind of just like dumb kid to tantrum throwing baby for two and three. (laughs) And then suddenly he's just like like two ends. He's able to be he fucking gets his ass kicked by Dooku and then three begins and suddenly he just destroys Dooku right away. And I feel like George Lucas thought that we were going to think that was so cool and I it didn't didn't work on me, but I have Rent of the Sith quite a bit higher than you, John. So, yeah, I, it's it's neat. I like General Grievous. Um, I love Ian McDermott as Palpatine in all the trilogy, in all the prequels, especially in this one. He he's just he just eats mm-hmm. up the scenery, mm-hmm. and his Darth Plagueis speech is just I love it. It he just gushes. He loves doing it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's all I have to add. Alex, what's your number nine? Uh, I I already kind of said my number nine was uh, was uh, episode seven. Oh yeah. Um, okay. So then my my uh, my nine, ten, eleven is is uh, you know seven, then nine, then eight. Got it. Um, so yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on uh, episode three. I also had it quite a bit higher, so I'll, I'll hold my thoughts for that. I'll say to echo that Ian McDermott thing. I mean, he's playing a character twenty years younger. Yeah. Over 20 years younger than he did in in uh, Jedi, uh, 20 years later. Uh, to me, that's just so it's so cool and impressive, especially how good the performance is. Yeah. Can we can we just agree that Ian McDermott is a shining point of yes. the entire franchise? Yeah. Like he clearly absolutely loves just chewing the scenery and just being evil. It's great. Yep. I my didn't hate- even mind him coming back at in for Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> my hatred for Rise of Skywalker is, is stupid, not a comment but... on on the Ian McDermott for sure. Um, really quick, so my number nine is The Force Awakens. I I will admit that it it, it is like like you all kind of said or like John said, especially that it is a little bit of hindsight. Um, because I remember seeing this and I was like, all right, they're setting up some good pieces. Let's see what they go, where they go with this and the direction they take it over the next two movies. I, it just does not work for me at all. And so I kind of, in hindsight, dislike the way it's all set up. So when I went, what that was, this was the main movie I wanted to go back and rewatch. And I'm glad I did because I actually moved this down a spot um, after rewatching it. So I, I said all that about hindsight. However, there are things about it on its own that I just really hate. Um, There is, it it is like John said, like JJ Abrams fan fiction type stuff. There's two, I think they set up the, the prequel. This is where I'll kind of, even though I have, obviously I have the last Jedi higher than this. um, I will say that the pre, the, the, this, this sequel trilogy, I think has a very high level, good ideas that it started with. The idea of having a following a main character, one of the main characters being a a stormtrooper that defects, that idea alone is very cool. The idea of having Ray, who was abandoned by her parents on yet another desert planet, say what you will about desert planets, um, finding out that she's force sensitive, very cool idea. 
I just don't the the, the they don't deliver on any of these things. Um, the big moment with Han dying, I think, just falls completely flat. I think the horrible attempts at trying to convince the audience that maybe Finn is force sensitive is, is is a waste of time. Um, they should have just never even had him pick up a lightsaber ever. I think, I mean, although it's somewhat interesting to see someone who's not force sensitive, hold a lightsaber, but I feel like the movie was very clearly trying to make you feel like Finn might be force sensitive. And some people still do think that he it's, it doesn't matter. The answer doesn't matter to me. I, I've also found that despite the fact that I like the idea of what Finn is, Finn spends this movie, not to saying just the whole seven, eight, nine, but just this movie too, just ye- like yelling to or at or about Ray. Ray! <laughs> like Ray! constantly. And it's such a poor handling of a character that it, it really, I feel so bad for John Boyega. Like he, it's such a, there was so much promise to the character of Finn. And even within the, the script of this movie, I thought like, oh, it doesn't really fall apart till The Last Jedi. No, it falls apart immediately. And it's just, it's such a bummer to see. Because he's just, the movie just, they didn't know how to write this character. They had the idea, and I think they did a really bad job of writing the character of Finn. Um, And the other thing I'll say is that this movie tries to accomplish way too much too fast I'm not going to get into a whole thing about how quickly Ray has powers. I actually, in rewatching Force Awakens and Last Jedi, I was a little bit less bothered by how quickly and how good she is. Um, it, with the exception of the fact that she's able to use Jedi mind tricks, that like for some reason bothered me the most. I can feel like you know training in combat can translate somewhat to lightsaber battle, fine. Um, but being able to use, uh, and thinking to use Jedi mind tricks and it just, I, I don't, I dislike it so much. Uh, it really, really bothers me. But the main point I want to make about this movie, trying to do too much, uh, in one movie is the fact that like the, and I, I feel like I've said this a lot is that the choice to use Starkiller base to have Starkiller base be a threat immediately. I get the Death Star was a threat immediately in a new hope, but that's, that's different. Uh, th- destroying three planets, or was it like three planets that it destroys all at once? Five planets. Just jumping to that is like, oh, they were, this is worse than the Death Star. It destroyed five planets. It's just so... It, it, it's such lazy stakes raising, like attempt at raising the stakes for what we like, oh, you thought you knew what was going to happen, but you have no idea. Like, we're really... This is different than A New Hope. We get killed five planets, it happens too quickly, <laughs> and I think that the emotional impact, or the, more importantly, I mean, the, the Death Star destroys, like, in A New Hope, you care about Leia much faster, and you empathize with her, and so when when her home planet gets destroyed, you feel something. The way that the movie handles it, this is, this is not that. You feel nothing. And if you feel anything, you're a liar. <laughs> You're well, I think I think the problem is with the New Hope. You're exactly right. It's Leia's home, like that's where her family is. Whereas in Force Awakens, it's just some vague idea of like, oh, that's where the Republic is. But we haven't heard anything about what the Republic is doing or yeah. like why we should care. <clears throat> so then, when they get destroyed, you're just kind of shrugging, like, okay, I guess there's no Republic now. But it didn't seem to matter before. So it's like, yeah, yeah, it's messy. Uh- 
I posit there was never a republic to begin with. They didn't do anything. <laughs> they were useless. Why is there a resistance? Yeah. I'm, I'm glad they got blown up, honest to God. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Yeah. I know I said, mentioned about pacing. We definitely do need to, we should try to move this along, but I think it'll be easier because we're already starting to talk about a lot of these um, yeah. that we have higher. So, Aaron, what's your number eight? Number eight is The Last Jedi. Um, I can reiterate a lot of the things that have already been said about it. Uh, but speaking of Finn in particular, because I agree with you, James, I think the idea of Finn is so cool, a defecting stormtrooper. And I always saw his arc in Force Awakens as, okay, am I really going to do this? Am I really going to commit to this resistance? And by the end of the movie, his answer is yes. Mm -hmm. And so I found it really baffling uh, that then in Last Jedi, his whole his whole arc is like, am I going to fight here or am I going to be a coward and run away? It's buffoonery. It's like, we just did that. We just did that. Why are we doing this again with this character? Mm -hmm. I think everything on the ship is a waste of time. I hate the fact that it's just a very slow moving chase through space. I think that's really stupid. Um, And I think all of the Canto bite stuff could be excised. I actually don't, I don't have as big of a problem with Luke's character. Mainly because you have to do something with Luke's character to bounce him off Ray, or you're not going to have a, like a script. Um, so I get that they had to retool him, but it's all those other reasons that I just I'm not a fan of Last Jedi. John, what's your number eight? Number eight is the Phantom Menace. Uh, for me, I when I first saw the Phantom Menace, I was a kid. It was 1999. Um, I was what 11. So. When it came out, I wasn't really like looking at it from a critiquing sort of point of view. It was more just, oh, I enjoyed that. And then growing up years later, it the conversation was, oh, it was terrible. It, people were upset in the theater. And I'm as a kid, I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I, I liked it. I like some of the ideas. Obviously, it's it, it just it's very disappointing. I, I think that's a big word that gets tossed around when you come outside of the original trilogy is disappointment. Um, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> lost opportunity um, poor execution um i want to push back on what uh you were saying aaron i do feel like it feels like star wars almost more so than the other two in the prequel series um i don't know if it's because it was shot on film whereas this was the last one shot on film the rest are digital and it's got that film feel or um if george lucas still had that twinkle in his eye when he was making this i i think there are things that feel like star wars I think it um, doesn't really set up too much for the prequels to make you disappoint the rest of it, like how the sequels do. Um, a lot of it is just laughable. I mean, James, we've watched this and it's just, you, you can point out, you just laugh at it. Some of the things, goober yeah. fish, um, <laughs> the Gungans are just foolish. Um, Anakin, I mean, Jake Lloyd is, is awful. I don't care that he's a kid. I'm not afraid to like insult a child. Well, he's not anymore. So he... <laughs> I hope. He doesn't look back <laughs> on it fondly, if no. I understand correctly. Yeah. Um. You and McGregor's great. He doesn't do anything important in this movie. I mean, he's he's Maul. he's bad, but because of the script, like Ewan McGregor was a proven like good actor by this point. He just he he his performance is kind of bad because bad writing and bad direction. Oh, but, that's the whole I, prequel. I, I mean, Natalie Portman's Oscar winner, and she hasn't. She's just wasted yeah. in the entire prequel. I think Liam Neeson is pretty charming and good, at least. Yeah, he's he's definitely that. trying the hardest. Yeah. That and Chancellor Valorum. <laughs> yeah, Chancellor Valorum. I love all the small little Rick Ollier. I love Captain Panaka. Um, I love all these like small 
uh, tertiary characters that are just on board with the space adventure. And you pick up more people along the way, like you did with the original A New Hope. And then you get to, except when you go to the Death Star in the original and actually do something, whereas they go to Coruscant and then just don't do anything there and go back. And nothing was, it was just a waste. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, the lightsaber I, battle is great. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't hate Phantom Menace as much as, as other people do. It is definitely disappointing. I mean, episode one was something everyone, I don't even remember when I first heard about it. I remember seeing the original trilogy and obviously, you know, episode four, where's one, two, and three, one's coming. It's always on the horizon. Then when it's announced, it's, it's kind of just, yeah. oh, I, I don't know what I was expecting. I don't think I was expecting much because I was younger, but uh, it's just not a, a super great movie. I'll just briefly say I have it slightly higher, but I agree with everything you said. It's kind of my reasoning for having it where I have it. Goober fish. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, what's wanna, your... Uh, oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I just want to add that <laughs> it's really quick and it's easy to miss, but in the very beginning, Obi-Wan uses a force speed maneuver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? But, to get away yeah. from a blaster bolt. They both and do. Yeah. And like, that's an interesting ability that apparently they just forgot to use later, right? Yeah. Because you do not see it one time in the entire rest of the entire <laughs> Star Wars saga, right? Yeah. And when they do it, it almost the... looks like an editing error. Yeah. Right, exactly. I was confused when I first saw it. Like, what just happened? Um, and it's just so funny because later in the film, in the, the very at the end duel, there was an absolutely perfect opportunity to use that exact ability and right. you just either forgot or was like, and it was like, Oh, I was, I was drained. I was too tired to use it. Okay. That's yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. That's, it's like a, that. it's like a video game having a dash mechanic for like getting past spikes or like, um, like stompers or, you know, laser walls. <laughs> and then the game just takes it away from you for the rest of the game. I just like imagining I like imagining it's like the sprint button in Dark Souls and Obi-Wan's like, fuck, my stamina's out. <laughs> yeah, right. Here. Exactly. Um, my number eight is The Last Jedi. Uh, this um, There was a time where I thought this was the worst of, um, well, I thought this was worse than The Force Awakens. It's I don't think so anymore. I, I switched these two, uh, that with Force Awakens on my list. And you, you guys, I, I kind of agree with a lot of what a lot of you said. I actually don't dislike the fact that this is kind of one long chase sequence very slow chase sequence i it's weird i i don't i can't reconcile these two things i hate what they did to luke a lot but i also like that ryan johnson took risks and kind of said i don't give a shit about what you think it's it's weird um i hated that about it for a long time i kind of like but maybe it's because now I have, as I've told so many of you, that I have such franchise fatigue in general that I think fuck yous to fans are funny and amusing most of the time. Um, so a little bit, I, I kind of felt that in rewatching it. I was like, you know, it's kind of interesting uh, that he really did not care. Um, I'm ranking this at eight above uh, the ones I have below it because the things that it does, it, it has got some amazing ideas and imagery in it. And like sequences that I think are just so memorable. I just had such a better time watching this than I did the force awakens. And what I was watching of rise of Skywalker with the exception of the entire Finn and Rose casino thing. Hate that. I hate it so much. It's by far the worst aspect of the movie and I'm including Luke Skywalker in it. Um, Again. Yeah. We could talk a lot about Luke Skywalker, which we, we, we should save for some other time, but like, 
I, I just don't, I believe in my core that Luke Skywalker would never have cowered away and, and left to die. I think he would have maybe tried to fix this problem and then not teach any more Jedi and then burn all the Jedi texts. Like, I don't believe that he would have just quit it. That, that to me is just the biggest, it's the biggest problem. You know, if he was throwing a little mini tantrum through a lightsaber away, fine. But if it, but the, but the fact that he's there in the first place was just cause he's a quitter makes no sense to me whatsoever. It's just not, it's not good. Um, I also think this movie has the best writing of the um, sequel trilogy, uh, except the line, uh, my most hated line, and probably the entire sequel trilogy. The she drew them off, all of them. Oh, they hate that ship. I hate, I hate that line. Both those lines so much. I don't know why it bothers me so much. I, I was telling Miranda as we were watching, uh, we, were, we were watching, I'm like, I hate that line. She's like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but I hate it. Um, R- R- Rose, really quick. Rose, I love what they were trying to do with Rose. I uh, hate that she gets sidelined completely in Rise of Skywalker. One of the many, many sins of Rise of Skywalker. The biggest problem with Rose to me in, in this movie is that I don't think that her and, attraction to Finn is earned. They were just kind of surviving. He's like a fucking coward when she first encounters him. And yeah, they go through some stuff together. I don't think they have enough meaningful conversations to warrant the kind of like, I'm going to, you know, I want to live to save my friends, like kind of thing that happens at the end. Um, And again, the fact that she's coupled with Finn, the entire movie just sucks for her. Um, I feel like feel like the character of Rose could have succeeded in another environment, maybe like paired more with Poe. Um, but Finn is just such a colossal like failure of a character in this movie, uh, and basically across the rest of the prequel, uh, the sequel trilogy. That I just think it really it really kills that a lot of the movie for me. But that said, the throne room sequence, I still love, I still get goosebumps when it happens. And when the music, musical cue kicks in, I don't mind the light speed jump to destroy the, um, the dreadnought, uh, or maybe I forgot the dreadnought. I forgot what it's called. Um, it doesn't matter. I think it's very cool, even though it's very, they never use it ever. Like why again. wouldn't they do that constantly? Right? right. Just have like people, Oh, you're about to die. Oh, go into hyperspeed and just or take out just a, something. Just remote controlled ships. You don't even have to lose yeah. lives. Right. I mean, it looks so cool that I'm just going to, there's a lot. I have a lot of problems. The last Jedi, I'm trying to be complimentary to it. I just forgive all of it because of there are things that does that. I, I, I just have a better time watching it. I can't help it than than Force Awakens, Solo, or Rise of Skywalker. I just have such a shit like time watch rewatching those or watching those that I, I you know the Last Jedi is up at my number eight. Um, it's really everything above this spot are the movies I will plan to rewatch for the rest of my days. That includes every single one of the prequel trilogy forever, whoever's counting. So, yeah. Aaron, what's your number seven? Oh, my real, real quick. Sorry, oh, yeah. real quick. My number, uh, my number eight, um, is uh, is Attack oh, oh. of the Clones. Oh, yeah, I'm I, sorry. I no forgot worries. you were, you were talking about uh, one of the other ones. I'm yeah, so sorry I just about that. yeah, no worries. My my number eight, just to just to <clears throat> clarify, Attack of the Clones. We already talked a lot about, it, and I agree with pretty much everything. I just want to point. I just want to make the point that the screenplay is terrible. It is by far to me the worst yeah. of the series. I don't yeah. like Sand. 
not just the women, but the children too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's holding me back. Like it's all just really, really bad. And yeah, that's about it. There's very, there's this movie is just, there's not a lot of high points of it. Unfortunately. Yeah. Aaron, you're number seven. Um, number seven is where I come out swinging for my beloved rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Now, I, this is what I saw coming. Thing. Yep. Here's the thing. Rise of Skywalker, everything you said about it, all of you, has been 100% correct. Here's the thing, though. All of those points turn into strengths for me because Rise of Skywalker is the dumbest, campiest, (laughs) most overblown, stupid Star Wars movie ever. Like, I remember in the theater when Rey is in the stadium full of chanting Sith ghouls, and I'm just like, what the, where the fuck are we? Like, what is even going on? Um, and I just laid back and I'm like, all right, movie, take me there. Let's see what's going, let's see what's going to happen. Um, I've rewatched this movie multiple times. Um, and even from the opening scene with um, Emo Boy, uh, Adam Driver, mm-hmm. uh, what's his, I don't even know his character's name. Kylo, Kylo Ren. Ren. Uh, Kylo Ren. When Kylo Ren is descending uh, into the temple where Palpatine is, and just he's so tiny, and these Sith statues are just so hugely enormous compared to him. Right from that moment, I was like, oh, this movie is going to be maximal. And that's what they're going for. This is yeah. a big blowout maximal movie, which boy is it. Um, and I just, I, it's the little Star Wars that could, and I just love it. I won't attack you for this choice because I have similar rationale for one of my picks that I have at like higher. So yeah. It makes me happy that you, you find joy out of those things. Yeah. I wish I found the same kind of joy. I just don't. I I remember, I remember being in the theater thinking like, this is the room of star Wars. It is. It is the room of star Wars. Yeah. Um, John. Number seven. Number seven is Solo. Um, I actually, uh, I do like Solo. Um, It was hot off of Last Jedi, which just left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths um, when we first saw it, at least for me. Um, Solo comes around. It's got tons of production issues. Uh, Ron Howard eventually had to come in and and direct it. Um, I, I, I enjoyed everything I was concerned about. Um, was not an issue. Um, Alden Ehrlich, I forget his name, the guy yeah, who plays Solo. I think you're right. I actually really enjoyed him. Does he sound like Solo? Uh, I mean, he's younger. Does he act like him a little bit? I actually do not like Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian. I think mm. as opposed to um, the guy playing Han Solo kind of putting his own spin on it, I feel like Donald Glover is just doing a Lando impression. He is, but I like that. <laughs> I, I don't hate it. I remember there's rumors that he was going to have his own TV show, the Lando show or whatever. I'm not. (laughs) I would love a Lando show, like talk show, like late night with Lando. Yeah. I would watch that. Um, (laughs) I don't, I like, um, uh, I was about to say Keira Knightley, um, uh, Amelia Clark in it. Cause the only uh, really other thing I've seen her in is um, Game of Thrones, which I don't think she's that great in. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked her in this movie. I liked her dynamic. How the beginning where they get separated, it, it's just, I think it's horrifying because you're, you know, am I ever going to see her again? She's being taken. I have to go, there's nothing I can do. I have to leave and do my own thing and live with this. Them getting back together and it's not being the same dynamic that he remembers. And it's just disappointing. And it's kind of like, what have you, what have you been doing th- this entire time? Yeah. Um, I love the villain um, uh, whose name I can't even think of right now. 
Um, it couldn't tell Dryden, you. Dryden, Voss. Dryden Voss. He's <laughs> great. Um, um, Chewbacca's fine. Um, it's, you know, some of the things, obviously, how he gets his last name, how he gets his blaster, how he no. meets Chewbacca. It all no. happens. It's stupid. I'm not defending it's, it. The, how he gets his name it, is so stupid. It's ridiculous. It, but, it, it, you know, it's like I said earlier, I can... The special edition changes if that if that feels like one of those why did you even bother kind of things mm-hmm. um i can i can live with it i can be like okay whatever um but i, I like the way solo solo is shot um it's very dark dark it's dimly lit it's gritty um the action's really cool um uh plot wise near the end with the droid uprising uh it's kind of like okay let's wrap this up but i it's a solid in the middle of of my list for me and i i do like it and i hope aaron that you do watch it i don't think it's terrible by any means certainly not as insulting as some of the other star wars movies Um, Uh, i feel like it's a worthy uh, addition to the 11. you're uh you're making a strong case for it and dryden voss is played by paul bettany right yes um i do love me some paul bettany there you go yeah um Uh, alex number seven yeah, so I actually also have Solo as my number seven, and I also like it. I, I rewatched it this week, and it's not as bad as I remember. It's actually pretty enjoyable, I found. Uh, I think part of the problem originally is, like like John said, it came right after Last Jedi. People were kind of not not in a good mood about Star Wars. People were predisposed to for cynicism because, like, the, the thing is that I, were people asking for a Solo backstory? They They really weren't. And a lot of people were like, oh, solo backstory, you're going to ruin the character. So there was kind of that built-in stuff that kind of made people predisposed to not like it. Rewatching it now, I actually liked it. I thought Donald Glover, Donald Glover was very good. Um, I thought uh, the writing was 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 decent. Um, but I thought the direction, like John was saying, like the shots are re- some of the shots are really cool and the direction was pretty good. Wondering, James, what your thoughts on the direction of this movie was. Well, all right. So I... I remember thinking it like was fine. Like not like I didn't dislike it. I dislike Ron Howard. <laughs> who, who Wait, I thought you just said you liked the direction. You thought it was pretty good. No. You told me you love Ron Howard. That's what I'm saying. I thought <laughs> No, I I can I can think Ron, the direct I said Ron, the, Ron, the, the Ron. direction is fine but not like the director overall. I mean, you know, there are movies that I think that are competently directed that I just don't that the the director does nothing for me and that's ron howard in a nutshell um i All right, well i tried to get you to compliment ron howard i failed no you, you failed uh, you can't get me to do that um wait let me check aaron is he still the director of how the Grinch stole christmas he is also then i, I will think, always dislike <laughs> i i don't think he's dead i think he's still alive ron howard is not dead well he's he could dead. be right now and we don't know well sure i guess um I you guys have made me want to rewatch Solo. I could, I mean, going into this, I could see myself putting Solo around this spot, um, rather than at my number ten. Um, and I and if we try to do a consensus ranking, if you guys want to have Solo higher, I won't, I won't fight you on it. Um, and anyway, yeah. So anyway, uh, my number seven is The Phantom Menace. Um, really struggled to where I was going to put this on my list. Cause again, we're getting into the ones where I just enjoy rewatching them. Um, I'll just echo everything that, that John had said previously about the Phantom Menace. And then I'll, all I'll add is 
well, nostalgia was a bit is a big factor, despite the fact that I was disappointed by some things, even as a kid. I was like, what is all this politics? Um, where's all the fighting? But oh, it was all redeemed by Duel of the Fates and the final fight sequence of this movie. I think this movie deserves a number seven spot for that fight alone. That all said, I just enjoy mostly like the mythology, like midichlorians don't entirely bother me, even though I think they're a little silly. Um, and what I'll say, my 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 kind of like two cents about the prequel trilogy in general is that the ideas are awesome. The execution was unfortunately lackluster. The, the idea that just the, the mere idea that what, what Luke kind of says in the last Jedi about like at the height of the, the power of the Jedi let like Palpatine rise to power and overthrow and take control of the entire galaxy. That concept is so cool. It's so neat. And that's what kind of one of the driving things about what probably the neatest thing. The reason I like the prequel trilogy as much as I do. That's not I mean, Anakin's descent into evil is not even like the number two or three reason why I like the prequel trilogy. I mean, but this is like the number one reason the idea that the Jedi could be so arrogant to have been like easily duped by Palpatine is a cool idea. But the problem with the prequels and it starts with this one is how stupid they they make the Jedi seem too stupid. They're like buffoons in a way, Um, which is unfortunate, but it's not so bad that I'm going to really hold it against the the prequels. My other my other like little bit of like why I have the prequels all like at seven and above. At at the very least, I think these are comedies and they all work very well as comedies. And I enjoy watching them as comedies. And I have a very strong that, that that's the main reason why I have my number six pick, which I'll hold for a second. Um yeah, I, I I like the Phantom Menace, um, uh, warts and all. So, Aaron, what is your number six? My number six is also I should say that everything here on up, um, they are mm. movies that I think are good, and I I do like them. Okay, um, I'm willing to rewatch, you know, Rise of Skywalker, and I'm willing to rewatch Phantom Menace, but these up are my like these are good films. Um, but at number six, lowest on that uh, ladder would be Return of the Jedi. Um, again, Return of the Jedi is a great movie. I love it. Um, it caps off the middle trilogy. It gives you the catharsis of Luke and his father, Darth Vader. We get that story, you know, wrapped up. We get Han and Leia being together. Um, I just don't like the Ewoks. Um, and I also, um, yeah, mainly the Ewoks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, I think it's a great film, but, um, also one of my problems with it, that's what I was thinking of is like, oh, how can it goes to stakes raising? Like you were saying, I think the stakes raising in force awakens is stupid. I think the stakes raising in return of the Jedi is also stupid. Like, Hey, remember that last death star? We have another one, but don't worry. It's not even done yet. So it's actually less threatening. Um, so I didn't appreciate that, but I mean, it's a, it's a good film. It's, uh, there's no arguing with that. I think the stakes raising works in return of the Jedi. Um, maybe it's just cause it's the first time the, the series attempted it. Um, and I also think just the imagery of the partially finished death star, the fact that we can't let them finish this thing is, is cooler than if they had just already had another one or if they like showed up with two death stars. 
I mean, I guess you know. But yeah. your your, your cool comment on the Ewoks is fair. Look? Huh? How cool does an unfinished so cool? Look? So cool. I mean, awesome. it's it's cool, but I just it's like oh, here an inferior version of the thing you spent the first movie fighting. Well, the only defense for that though is that they fixed the glitch with the thermal exhaust port. So that's true. If they finish, <laughs> if they let them finish it, then they're that's completely true. fucked. Yeah. I'm just waiting for like a Rogue Two movie <laughs> where they like tell us about the spy that learned about the like shield bunker. Ooh, now that'd be interesting. The Bothan, the Bothan no, spy. I think it needs Bothan to be called. Spies. It needs to be called Rogue One Two. Also, here's <laughs> the thing that me and my brother have pondered endlessly when Mon Moth was like, "Many Bothan spies died to deliver us this information," and it's like, seems like if there's an entire race, the Bothans who are spies. Seems like the second you see a Bothan, you should be like, motherfucker, I ain't trying to <laughs> Yeah. That's racism. It, I guess. <laughs> no, I don't like Bothans. They're furry and weird. They're like wolfy. I guess I never looked up what a Bothan is, although I'm sure they, you know, obviously they exist in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Um, John, what's your number six? Uh, before I get there, I, I do have Return of the Jedi, obviously, higher, but I, I agree mm. with what you were saying, Aaron. I when I think back to Return of the Jedi, I'm like, well, I kind of like the first half with on Tatooine more than the second half, and then rewatching, you're like, oh, that's just like 15 minutes yeah. of the whole movie, and then once they leave, I don't know the forest uh, Endor thing. I'm not big on um, C3PO as a god. Um, you know, everything on the Death Star is great. Um, once you finally get to the battle, uh, yeah. Han Solo doesn't do anything in this movie once he gets out of Carbonite. Yep. Um, it um, is. That's very unfortunate. Yeah. Well, it is Harrison Ford didn't want to be there. So, that's yeah. True. Yeah. Uh, and that's all I wanted to add. Um, mm. But my number six is Attack of the Clones. Um, Hell yeah. I love Attack of the Clones. I will defend it. Um, it is. It, it can be stupid. It's my favorite of the of the prequel trilogies. It is just so much fun. Um, I love Obi Wan as space detective um finding out you know i joked about this the whole um dooku hiring jango who hires sam wessel who hires worms to <laughs> hires the robot to break in is just ridiculous but the whole figure you know uh figuring out following the trail that they do is is cool i love the noir look of coruscant the the love story stupid that you sticks can, you know it, that sticks you know he wants to go home and rethink his life um, <laughs> I love how, and I, I know I want to bring this up real quick. There's like evidence that like Obi-Wan is an alcoholic throughout all the movies. If anyone catches this, he's constantly like drinking or asking for like a drink. Ooh, um, that I, has nothing to do with your, I here love that. Um, I love it. Uh, yeah. I, I think Attack of the Clones looks great. The CG in some places do not hold up. The end fight and Geonosis is a lot of fun. Um, the Jedi, I mean, this is a whole prequel problem. They're all stupid. And it's not surprising that, like, Obi-Wan and Yoda are the only ones left alive because they were the only competent ones. But I don't know who said that the Jedi were, like, smart to begin with. It, it makes sense that this was their downfall. Um, what else do I have to say? I mean, yeah, I, I, I do like Attack of the Clones a lot. It's a lot of fun um, to me. Um, it just, again, reminds me of just 
not taking um, the plot too seriously because it because the plot makes no sense first of all about hiring <laughs> yeah. the clones and, and whatnot and what's going on it doesn't matter oh we're going to use these clones now who paid for them master Sivadius right I, I, what, like, yeah but still I, I I love Attack of the Clones um, it, it's it's got this Star Wars the adventure feel to it yeah. Um, I'm so glad you brought up Sipho Diaz because he's mentioned as like the crux of like the whole thing of how the clones came into existence. Yeah. And it's never resolved or explained. Even it I, is. It is resolved and explained in uh, the Clone Wars show. Except for the Clone Wars show. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I the mystery of who Master Sipho Diaz was. I mean, this is one other thing about the prequel trilogy that just like elevates it is like I. St- I was like at between each one of these movies, I could not stop talking and theorizing about like what was going to happen like who master sifidius was are we going to find out if we don't find out who cares it's so cool like who is he we might never find out this mystery guy like is is he someone that we already know like it's so cool um i'll hold my thoughts on attack of the clones (laughs) alex what's your number six my number six is uh the phantom menace um i i'm gonna go to bat pretty hard for the Phantom Menace here. Um, okay, sure. There's some things like obviously Jar Jar, obviously the trade, the Trade Federation politics, all bad. Um, but I, unpopular. I love the pod racing scenes. I think they're cool. Oh, I, I do too, I, for sure. I watched. I first saw this movie when I was 11. I loved it then. I still like it now. Um, the the end uh, the end duel is really cool. It's maybe a bit over choreographed. Still really really cool. Um, the main point I have, the main thing I want to say, and, and James, you started alluding to it, the music in this film. The music in this film is incredible. Yeah, um, It's arguably the best of the series for me. It's brilliant. Um, mm-hmm. The Duel of the Fates, brilliant score. It it echoes, it, this is stealing from a Dave Filoni rant, but this is echoing the duel for Anakin's future. So whoever, whether Qui-Gon or Darth Maul won that battle, is basically how Anakin's future is going to turn out um, in the near term. So it's a really cool, a really cool uh, uh, score. Um, not just that, but also Anakin's theme is really cool because it goes into kind of a um, the end of the of the score goes into a little bit of a uh, a um, imperial march, which is a mm-hmm. nice little touch. And then the end parade theme is really brilliant too because if you remember that there's that big parade at the end, and there's a little yeah yeah. Uh, um you can't see but i'm holding my hands up in an or holding an orb right now yeah um anyways that 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 theme is brilliant because there's a little part in it that's like a major key of the same theme as the emperor's theme oh Um, interesting yeah it's really cool yeah take a take a listen to that and see if you can hear it it's just really john williams just a john williams job here he's amazing yeah um I'll be really brief with my number six. My number six is Attack of the Clones. It's goofy. It's stupid. I love it so much. Um, it the only like it's funny and like rewatching it and how like just criticizing it over and over and over again and laughing at its stupid jokes. The thing like rewatching it, the thing that I is consistently like a part about it that I actually dislike and don't find anything redeeming about is the is the entire like Anakin. Obi-Wan versus Dooku and then Yoda versus Dooku, which is so funny because that was like my favorite part of the movie when I when it first came out. I I just think that it's it's just not a good location. 
um, it, like bad choreography for a final fight sequence um, that we were kind of, you know, I don't think we actually ever needed to see well, at the time after watching it, I was like, oh, that was so cool. But I was like, wait, do we actually need Yoda to fight? And then when we get to another pick that I have higher, yes, I did want Yoda to fight. And I am glad that we saw it. I just think it's done very poorly in this in this case. But I remember being in the theater and the collective gasp and cheering when Yoda dropped his walking stick and like prepared to fight. That was that's up there with one of my like biggest uh, cinema memories, which is weird. Stupid. Stupid. What? (laughs) Stupid. I didn't say anything. I mean, it is stupid. I mean, we we talked about this at length when we did when we did the Attack of the Clones episode. So go and listen to that if you want to hear our thoughts about Attack of the Clones. But the movie is so dumb. And to anybody I know who puts it lower, totally fair. I just think this movie at its absolute worst is a hilarious comedy with some fun action set pieces. So that's that's my defense of it. Um, Aaron, you're number five. My number five is The Force Awakens. Um, so yeah, I see nodding heads. This is the this is the one heads. this is the one where I'm just I cannot I, I don't understand it at all. Um I this is gonna go mainly for the acting. I think uh I think Adam Driver is a really compelling actor. Um I think most of the actors they assemble here are fairly compelling. And I will say nostalgia definitely influenced uh, this choice because I still remember sitting watching this movie, like I think the day after it came out, like perfect seats in the theater, giant screen, just being enthralled for the two hours that Star Wars was back again, baby. Um, And then the cliffhanger at the end with Luke, I like I teared up. I was so excited. And for me, having Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker be relatively disappointing to me, it doesn't diminish Force Awakens, um, which is just a personal thing. Like, I totally yeah. get Alex, why, you know, looking for, you know, hindsight, like you were saying, it retroactively damages Force Awakens. Um, but it doesn't really do that as much for me. Um, and I think it's just fun. I think it's fun. J.J. Abrams, say what you will about him, but the guy knows how to direct a movie and, you know, create intriguing ideas like we've alluded to. So, um. John, your number five. My number five is The Last Jedi. I, f- I have a lot to f- say about this. I fucking knew that you liked The Last Jedi. All right, so... You've, um try to convince me for so long that you don't. No, because I finally have sat down. And what I did was... Um, you guys are familiar with the SWOT analysis? Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats? I, I basically not. did that. So it's it's basically just like an evaluation on what's going on. That's what I did real quick without trying to not to retread on everything everyone said. I broke it down into four categories. Yes, no, wish, and why. Yes being stuff I loved. No being stuff I didn't love. Stu- wish being stuff I wish that happened. Um, why, just baffling things. Um, just reiterating what everyone said. I think it's a gorgeous looking movie. Ryan Johnson knows how to film a movie and to frame shots and to use different camera lenses and mm-hmm. lighting and, and focus. And I think um, it is a great looking movie just to have on, on your TV or to see in the theater. Um, what I, I, and I feel like I've gone insane because I basically have 
inside outed what I thought of the sequel trilogy. And I said, oh, well, the bookends are, are great. Well, you know, the Rise of Skywalker, whatever. But like, you know, J.J. or Ryan Johnson just ruined it by doing his own thing. I'm completely going to come around and I said, J.J. Abrams has ruined what Ryan Johnson wanted to do. And part of my, in my wish category, I wish Ryan Johnson had the full uh, control of the trilogy, of the sequel trilogy from the get-go. I do too. I, despite I my so feelings wish. On now, Disney should have had a plan to begin with. Shame on them for not taking the biggest IP in the world and not coming up with, I mean, Kevin Feige can come up with a 20 movie plan and execute it great in a great way. Why can't they just do three star Wars movies? You know, and it's part of the reason I was upset when I first saw this, I was just like, Oh, Ryan, no, you didn't play it safe. You know how everyone hates star Wars. Like you should have played it <laughs> safe. What were you thinking? I love Luke Skywalker in this movie because I see him as us, the, um, the millennial audience. Um, you you want nothing to do with the sequels. You had Star Wars. You've had the original trilogy. You've had the prequels about them, love them or hate them. And now they're doing what another trilogy? This girl, you're Luke. This girl shows up. You've you're alone. You've you've come to terms with everything Star Wars, and has come to pass. This girl shows up. Hey, I'm from the Resistance. No, not the Repul- not the Rebel Alliance, the Resistance. We got to fight the, the First Order, not the Empire, the First Order. Here's your blue lightsaber. Don't worry about where this came from. Take it. Come- <laughs> you got to come with us and save us. And then I feel like the adult response to Luke is saying, get the hell away from me. I don't want anything to do with this. You want me to show up with my laser sword. I know you guys hate that word laser sword, so I'm going to use it and come back and do what? What do you like? You want me to do what? I don't like he, he, he I love how it's it just he's like, there, what do you expect me to do? Which is he literally says that to Ray. He's like, what do you expect me to do? Um, the special effects and the sound design are amazing. I noticed the sound design specifically yesterday. Um, it, it is a, a, a great modern blockbuster. Um, the only good part of the plot it has to do with Ray and Kylo. Everything else is just a waste of time. Canto Bite is annoying <laughs> yeah. and stupid. Um, Finn, again, what everyone has said, I don't want to just, I want, I don't want to go over, over and again. Um, Finn is just a wasted character in the entire um, sequel trilogy. Rose, they treat her like an idiot from the get go, so I could never take her seriously. Poe just complains the whole time to Holdo, rightfully so, because there's two characters in this movie. Um, in the two worst plot points that just don't do, they just get in the way and then the character is just annoyed with them. And that's Holdo. And by the way, can anyone tell me what Benicio Del Toro's character's name is? Does anyone know this? <laughs> no, and I just watched it. No. Anyone? Um, you know what's a really good military strategy? Not explaining anything to fucking anyone, Holdo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? It's good leadership uh, it, in general. Yeah. I don't mind Lord, like introducing the char- like her character into it, but the entire time it's just it's just irritating like Mm -hmm. you give me an idea on what you're doing um c-3po has nothing to do the entire movie i like when c-3po has something to do he does nothing um the character's name is dj by the way benicio del toro's character who doesn't do anything either (laughs) um then in my why so i i really think this is a a beautiful movie I, i can the parts that i don't like don't ruin the parts that i do like and i finally come to terms with that and it took me to watch the entire sequel trilogy to realize I like what's going on in this movie more than the other ones. Um, I, I wish, and especially after seeing Knives Out mm. 
and and Glass Onion, I know what Ryan Johnson's capable of. He's not an idiot. Um, I feel like maybe he he underestimated Star Wars fandom because um, I don't like how tropey this movie is. The jokes are kind of dumb. There's a your mom joke, which is, I mean, what year is this? Um, <laughs> yeah. Snoke. And then I also love how like Snoke is like, take that ridic- ridiculous mask off. Who are you, Darth Vader? Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's kind of like, you know, what are we doing? You're supposed to be, are you Darth Vader too? Let's try and make our own movie here. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I'm, I'm getting long-winded on this. I, I do have, I have come to like this movie a lot. I think it's a beautiful looking movie with its faults. Um, I don't understand why they brought Captain Phasma back to do nothing. I liked yeah. her character. They brought her back and wasted her once again. Um, I don't know why Yoda was acting like a silly Muppet. I just think Ryan Johnson, <laughs> that was an oversight by him. He's just like, oh, that's how Yoda acts. And it's like, yeah. I don't know if you actually watch the movies, he doesn't act like that. Yeah. Um, and I don't like how C-3PO was missing his red arm. I like the addition of the red arm because it just was funny. I yeah. like how he's like, oh, you probably didn't recognize me with my new red arm. So he has a silver shin, a red arm. I like how he's just a mishmash. Um, besides that, I don't have much else to say. I, it, I did put this above Attack of the Clones last minute, um, just in terms of what sort of raw what I enjoy about Star Wars. Yeah. And I will defend The Last Jedi. I do think when I first saw it, I hated it, but I feel like that was a knee jerk reaction. Looking back on it, I can appreciate it more. I'm just glad so I have Last a Jedi's public one. admission that you have it at your number five. Yes, I know. Still, Last yeah. Jedi is my number five. I mean, um, I, I, yeah. yeah. I'll, I do think and I've come around to thinking it's the best of the the sequels and 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 I guess that's I agree with it with some of the things you say, but to a lesser degree. Sure. Yeah. Alex, number five. Uh real quick on as much as I disagree mm-hmm. with having you ranking Last Jedi this high, <laughs> uh I love that point about the Luke being like a meta commentary on the audience experience. That's such a I love that. I love yeah. that idea. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, so I'm happy to finally mention the one for the first time here. My number five is Rogue One. All right. Uh, <clears throat> I really like Rogue One. Um, it's it's just it's a well done movie. Um, I, I I really like how it takes a concept that we all kind of thought about and how it went. You know, we imagine how that stealing the plans might have gone. Um, and fills it in fills in that story in a really comp- compelling and interesting way, um, and also kind of fills in kind of what people have thought maybe thought of like why how was it so easy to shoot the death why was there this blatant flaw in it how mm-hmm. did that even happen that doesn't make much sense it's hard to believe that well this this film explains it perfectly and it's kind of a nice it's just kind of a nice uh, wrap up of that. It's well shot. It's well directed. It's well acted. I just, I really like it. I'll let everyone else kind of expand on that. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll just talk about it now before I, I have it, I have it high uh, on my list, but I'll just, yeah, like everything you said, like amplified. I mean, I, it's a heist movie basically, um, but it's a heist movie where everyone dies. There's like, everyone just dies. It's awesome. <laughs> I like that. Um, you can't get, I mean, you, you care about these characters so quickly. And then they all die. And like part of me even wondered, like, wait, I I, like I got so lost in the the movie. I was so excited and interested in the movie that I at one point, like it it hit me. I was like, wait a second. They all have to die, don't they? Like, I wasn't thinking that from the beginning. Um, I I guess they, you know, some could have like gotten away and gone off. But like, it's more it's more meaningful, more impactful that they die. Um. I, it's funny. I feel like I'm going to have less to say about the ones I have high, including this one. Um, 
but also just kind of in the interest of time, I want to spend less time. But also a lot of people know the reasons why um, we'll have some of the the these ones higher than we have um, or, at, or as high as we have them. My number five is Revenge of the Sith. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm moving things along. We, we can talk about Rogue One when we get to it with every, everyone else's list. Um, yeah, Revenge of the Sith, I, I think that I have it at number five purely for set pieces. I think the connecting the things that connect those set pieces are pretty pretty dumb. It's just more par for the course of the the shitty writing and acting of the prequel trilogy. But I love the set pieces so much. I love that Yoda fights Palpatine in the throne and in, in the um, in basically in Congress. It's like in like the fight the the literal fight for control of the Empire happening where control of the Empire happens. Um, very awesome. Um, Mustafar stuff I enjoy. I, I do enjoy when they they go to great lengths to you know they have him kill younglings as, as upsetting as that still is to watch. Um, I'm glad they go there. I think that's actually like the first time that Anakin works. Like I think they the way to fix Anakin is to actually have him talk way less because I think that his like physical performance and emotion when he goes to the Jedi Temple to kill and you the times you see him menacing. Sure, it's like it's a little over the top, but it's not bad. But it's just and then then suddenly once you finally got evil Anakin, it it all gets ruined when he has to talk to Padme again <laughs> and like talk to Obi-Wan. If they had just gotten right into the fight and had like less words exchanged, I think that it would have been a more effective descent into evil, um, more convincing. Um, but yeah, set pieces. Uh, I love the set pieces of Revenge of the Sith. Um, and for that reason, like alone, I will have it at uh, my number five. Uh, Aaron, you're number four. I had Revenge of the Sith at number four. Um, I'm going to echo pretty much everything you said. Uh, just like though you said that the lightsaber battle at the end of Phantom Menace redeems the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the lightsaber battle between Obi-Wan and Anakin redeems the rest of the movie, which I don't think is terrible. Like you said, there's lots of great set pieces. I think there's a lot of dumb stuff in there, too. We mentioned R2-D2 spraying oil everywhere like a moron. <laughs> um, but I think that that lightsaber fight alone and to just the entire idea of we've all felt at one time or another, like I could just do it better my way. Like, why yeah. don't I just do things my way? Um, even if it hurts a lot of people around me. I, so I think that idea resonates with everyone. Um, again, I don't think the execution is perfect, but I think there's more things work in this film than don't, I would say. All right. Uh, John, you're number four. Number four. And yeah, just echoing what you say, I think it's easier to talk about these top four. Um, cause there's, I mean, you can, you can complain all the time. You can like say more, uh, negative things and you can positive. Yeah. Um, that being said, number four is a new hope for me. It's what kicked off everything. I rewatched it in the past year, and um, it just surprised me how artsy it is. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's the one scene where C-3PO's on the sand crawler, and he's just looking around at all the weird droids, and it's just, like, you know, droid noises, and no one's talking. And uh, it's a very, like, yeah, like, student artsy film, but still having, like, a, a lot of... Um, uh, created there's it's got a huge impact on pop culture obviously I, i'm not the first to say that um i'd be interested in everyone else's you know reasoning for for liking a new hope because i feel like everything i feel like we agree on on everything yeah i'll give it to you in a second i'll hold my thoughts 
Yeah, my number four is also A New Hope. And I'm mine, glad, I'm mine glad I wasn't too. the first to bring it up. Mine too. Um, so A New Hope, obviously revolutionary in film. It's completely, it's it's completely uh, amazing. And when it came out, special effects, everything. Um, and in my top four, I like all these films a lot. They're all great. So when I say, when I have a little criticisms of episode four, keep that in mind. But I, I, I want to point out that the acting is is awkward at times, especially yeah. Luke and Leia. <clears throat> and 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 one funny thing I just I always laugh at the Leia accent changes are so funny. She couldn't quite oh, yeah. she couldn't quite find what is she British or not, right? So, right. So there's the scene where she's with Tarkin and, and they're about to blow up her planet. And she goes, um, the more you tighten your grip, the more star systems will slip through your fingers, right? <laughs> and then 30 minutes later, she goes, well, so I'm going to get this walking carpet out of my way. <laughs> um, so yeah. that was really, that's, it's a little goofy, but yeah. obviously it's a great film. And I, I just have three others that I think are a little better. Uh, so I agree with everything you guys said. I, I, again, I think this is great. I'm only going to criticize a new hope now, um, but I still love it a lot. I think out of the original trilogy, I actually think it is the most boring one of the three. Um, and it's so, it's funny because so many iconic things happen in it. And it, it, I love the movie dearly. I rewatched it within the last year. I, I love it. I love it, love it, love it. I just think it is a little bit slower and less showy than Empire and Return of the Jedi. And for that, I have Empire and Return of the Jedi higher on my list. But I really go back and forth with whether I like A New Hope or Return of the Jedi more. Um, and that was a little spoiler of what my the next spot is. Um, but yeah, uh, Aaron, number three. My number three is A New Hope. Um, so again, I'll echo everything <laughs> you guys have said. The only thing I'll add is that I recently rewatched this uh, with Edgar, who's never seen any Star Wars movies. Um, and I just forgot how funny it is and how yeah. like snappy the writing is. Um, the writing is really good in New Hope. Um, and I think you're right. So many iconic things happen that when you kind of look back and think about it, you remember those iconic things. You don't remember how like fresh and sharp the writing is. Yeah, that's a good point. I forgot about that. John, number three. Number three for me is Return of the Jedi. Um, like I've stated before, I really like the Java stuff. That feels super Star Wars to me. We have to break in and save Han. Um, the puppets, I mean, Java for not maybe not being physically threatening. Um, being in his for in his palace is scary. I when everyone goes through that main door, I'm worried about what's going to happen. Um, we already know Han Solo was captured, put in carbonite. Who knows what's going to happen to these other characters? Um, besides that, I again, I would only have stuff to criticize it about. Um, the end fight with Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker is great. It's um, super emotional. Um, the Endor stuff, I don't really have a huge complaint about the Ewoks, but um, it, it's just less interesting than anything else going on. Um, yeah, I don't really have much else to say. I, I do like it a little more than A New Hope. I do find A New Hope to be a bit boring. It's a little difficult to rewatch A New Hope and pay attention than you do with Return of the Jedi, and that's why I have it um, a little bit higher than that as my number mm -hmm. three. Alex? My number three is Revenge of the Sith. I, that makes it, I think I have Revenge of the Sith highest of everyone. You do. Um, I, I really like Revenge of the <laughs> Sith. I It's funny, I wrote down 
uh, obviously it's the best of the prequels, uh, which is really <laughs> funny because we do not agree on that at all. Um, but anyways, I think it's well written. I you mentioned the set pieces, agree on all that. Some great concepts, uh, just like with Palpatine uh, revealing how he kind of got scarred. The Mace Windu duel, Order sixty six. That whole concept oh, yeah. is really so cool. cool. It's really cool, and it's just it created like four seasons of Clone Wars content, and plus two seasons of the bad. It's just bad batches. It's created all this content just from that one idea, which is a really good idea. The whole separatist betrayal thing, wrapping up how. Anakin just went and slaughtered these dudes, um, which was especially satisfying to slaughter the Viceroy. That was great. Yeah, um, really enjoyed that. Um, it just shows, I think it shows a good job of showing Anakin's fall. Sure, the pacing wasn't great in terms of the whole series, but I think it, 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 it feels plausible, right? It feels plausible that he could fall given, yeah. uh, given the Emperor's manipulation. So all that's good. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's, I really like this film. Yeah, it, it has so many good ideas. Um, to, yeah, totally agree with that. Um, my number three is Return of the Jedi, kind of for the same reasons as that John stated. I, I, the thing I'll add is that I don't know when. I mean, I re, I watched all these movies for the first time, like when I was very young, like in quick succession. I think like the the original VHSs before the special editions came out, and I think maybe it was just the perfect like time in my life as like a as a like a boy like this was my this movie was so exciting to me like I, I still was young enough to find the Ewoks like fun and exciting um but I was also like getting older and so like some of the like scarier and more intense stuff of like the final battle and the Jabba Palace stuff was just so gripping I have such a fond memory of watching this movie. I might have seen this movie more than any other Star Wars movie. Um, that said, I still think the two I have above it are better, and I will probably never change that ranking. I think this is solidly at three or four for me, depending on the day, Return of the Jedi, um, switching with New Hope, dep yeah, depending on the day. But my one and two are, I think, are locked forever. Aaron, your number two? My number two is Rogue One. Uh, again, for a lot of the reasons why you guys said when we were talking about it earlier, um, I just love the idea that none of these characters make it, um, which has never happened in a Star Wars film. And you grow close to them and you struggle with them. Um, and yeah, they all they complete their mission, but they all wind up dying, I think is great. I also think the idea that they had to test the Death Star uh, makes sense to me. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't think it's a weird stretch. I also love that they took basically a plot hole in A New Hope and were able to spin it out into this really cool story that in the wrong hands, they could have easily bungled. Um, and as a cherry on top, it's got my boy Mads Mikkelsen. In it. Yeah. So, I mean, plus, plus, plus. Yeah. John? My number two is Rogue One. I could gush endlessly about this movie. Um I think the space battle above Scarif is probably one of the is probably the best space battle in all of Star Wars. I credit that a lot to Gareth Edwards, um, who you know he does films like Godzilla. Um, it's it just this sense of scale. Star destroyers look huge. X wings look small. I can it really feels like there's a sense of scale. Um, I love the characters. Um, I know that's a huge complaint about them. Um, I you won't hear that complaint from me. No, I, it's just a common <laughs> thing you hear about how they're so one note, but yeah. um, 
yeah, I love K2SO, probably one of my favorite droids. Um, the action's great. I love it. This movie really, really reminded me of playing with my Star Wars action figures. Just this is the Rebel Alliance. This is the Empire. There is no prequels. There is no sequels. It's just me as a kid battles and setting up, uh, you know, this character fighting this character. And it really it reminded me of just playing with those toys, which, you know, is such a huge merchandise is such a huge part of Star Wars. And I think what helped me um, love it so much more um just making my own stories and i i think on paper rogue one doesn't really work it, it's kind of nervous when you think about this is what the story is going to be stealing the death star plans but i think it's executed um in, in such a such a good way and it's nice that's a standalone then it doesn't have to worry i mean obviously worries about a new hope afterwards that's already been set in stone but yeah you got to kill all these characters you can't leave one of them alive because not only is it annoying that it could set up like, oh, this person could come back later. Um, it's just devastating that how how everything had to go right to steal these plans and how just by a thread, something could go wrong and screw everything up. And yeah. I really felt the, the stakes. I, I just, I love this movie so much, Rogue One. I also think in defense of the characters, you know, maybe they are a tad one note, but I don't think that that makes them less endearing. I think you can have characters that are somewhat one note, but based on the things you see them grow through, I think that that still can endear you to them. Yeah. Yeah. K2SO's death scene is honestly like one of the ones that makes me tear up probably the yeah. most yeah. entire yeah. series. And he's a droid. That just goes to show you how great that that character is cool. and we've only had like three quarters of a movie to spend with him and yeah. you already care enough to where you know it's not like han dying in force awakens like we've just met k2so and you already feel that way about him yeah alex your number two my number two is return of the jedi um <clears throat> i i love return of the jedi I, it's just it's 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 an excellent i it, i really just have a, a really um, nostalgic and, and fond memory of this movie for seeing it for the first time. And, and now I think we all kind of agree. The first act is excellent. Everything on Tatooine is just really good. Seeing this film seeing this film for the first time, the moment when Luke catches that lightsaber oh my and, gosh. and he lights it up and it's green, like, Oh my God, it's a new, he has one and it's green. And it's like, that was just amazing as a kid. It's just such a great and satisfying reveal because throughout that whole buildup, you're wondering, so Luke's a Jedi, but is he really a Jedi? Like, does yeah. he have a lightsaber? What happened to it? Like, what's going on? And when you just see him start ripping people down with the lightsaber, it's just great. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, granted, the second act kind of drags. He walks stuff isn't great. Han doesn't have anything to do. He mailed in the acting performance a bit. But and then, but then again, the space battle. I want to say the space battle. I think is underrated. I think it's excellent. Totally agree. Um, it, with the light, the X-wing flying through around the Death Star tower, this is very, very good. The whole Millennium Falcon stuff is great. It's a trap. Uh, yeah, it's a trap, of course. Um, That's my number one space battle with Rogue One as a as a number two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I have Return of the Jedi I'm higher than most people. I just love this film. I I, I will I'll defend. I mean, I I will certainly won't you know, fight you on that. I have Rogue One as my number two for all the reasons uh, I stated before and that um, everyone else kind of stated for why they like this movie. 
which means that we all have Empire Strikes Back as our number one, if I'm Yay. counting correctly. Yes. Congrats to all of us. Yes, we, we um, all chose wisely. I honestly don't think we need to say anything about it unless anyone feels totally compelled to or has prepared something. I, I'll just I'll like give the floor to whoever wants to talk about it. Uh, I am not going to say anything. I'll, I think it speaks for itself. Well, how about how about we uh, each say our favorite moment from sure. It? That's a good idea. Um, I'll go. I'll go the cave scene with Luke, where he fights the apparition of Vader and then cuts off his head, and it's Luke inside. Um, I hate I just, when that happens. Do you really? Yeah, it happens all the time. Anyway, <laughs> to you, per, to you personally, <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I, yeah, no, I hate when. No, no, I don't hate them in the movie. I hate when it happens in real life. Oh, I know. It's like I'm just walking along, and then there's a Darth Vader version of me, and I'm like, guy, I have to go to the grocery store. I don't have time. For it's this. always your head that's in there too. It's not even yeah. my own head. Yeah. Um, I just love that. Uh, when I was watching this as a little kid, I like wasn't. I didn't get that it was a metaphor, and so for years I was like, who was that in the cave? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not kidding. I really yep. thought that. And then when it finally clicked in like my nine year old brain and I was like, wait a minute, that's what could happen to Luke in the future. <laughs> um, and I just I love that moment. Yeah. Mine's probably the uh, Falcon escaping from the Star Destroyer by hiding on the back of the of the tower nice. and floating away. It's just a fun, just a really cool moment. But uh, there's so many I could do like 10. Uh, yeah, it's just one of them. John? Yeah, I think this is a perfect movie. It's not only my favorite Star Wars, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, it, it is paced extremely well. It looks great. The music is phenomenal. Um, playing the video game Shadows of the Empire helped me appreciate yeah. it even more. I know. Oh, yeah. yeah, Jim. So uh, it, it, it made Boba Fett cool. I liked. I thought always thought he was cool, even before the prequels. Um, my favorite scene, if I had to pick one, the first one that comes to my mind is when they're in the carbon freezing chamber and every you know you, you're really like what is dark what's Darth Vader doing he wants Luke what's he doing with the rest of them that he's chasing the whole movie and then Han's like he's in the land and he's like what do, what's going on and he's like you're being put in a carbon freeze and you're like what does that even mean is he gonna kill him yeah. uh, so and then he's going down to the carbon uh, into the pit that's gonna we don't even know what even to you if he's even gonna happen when it, what that means being frozen um Leia is crying um, C-3PO has no idea what's going on. Chewbacca is screaming and the music <laughs> is just swelling. So yeah. it's almost extremely uncomfortably loud how loud the music is. Um, and then Han just kind of gives Leia that look. The carbon uh, freezing chamber turns on and he comes out as a huge frozen block. And then they just throw it on the ground like a piece of plywood. Yeah, And it slams and everyone's just kind of like, oh my God. Like, and then And then the movie just ends. I mean, there's really there, there's a fight, <laughs> yeah. but there's there's no hope at the end at all. It's a fantastic movie. I can't. It's impossible for me to pick like my favorite yeah. scenes. That's the first that come to mind, though. Uh, I'm gonna say what my favorite scene is, and I'll have like two other things to say. Uh, the, the Hoth fight is my favorite scene, but it's like impossible to pick what it actually is. If you could count the collective scenes on the Falcon with Han and Leia. Chewy and like the droid and, and, and C-3PO that's my that's my favorite scene but it's it's too separated to actually count it as a scene but then the last thing I'll say is the dialogue in this movie is by far the best dialogue in the entire series by a landslide yeah um, no matter how much I love a lot of the other movies on this list this is just far and away the best dialogue um, can we answer though the age-old <laughs> question of how long they were on that meteor 
uh, asteroid. I don't know. I, I was thinking about that. Luke is like almost trained by the time they all meet up. So were they on there for like a month? Were they on there for a day? I feel like my head cannon says like a week, but I have no basis for that. It's probably been actually decided on. I did, Was this novelized? Maybe they say in that. That's a good question. I always assumed it was like they were living on supplies on the Falcon for like a month while Luke was being trained. But that's my head game. Yeah, I think Luke doesn't get trained in a couple days. I think it's interesting that it's never stated and you sort of have to make up your own mind about it. I think it's a few months, not just hiding from in the asteroid, but then then they don't have hyperdrive, so they have to fly to Bespin. And I mean, that could take who knows how long that took. True. Um, but I feel like the reason I say maybe uh, as little as a month, as more as much as a few months, because I think Luke does have to get some significant training in there. That's true. I'm changing my head cannon. I, you're right. A week doesn't really make any sense. Um, it, it does seem like Luke has been training for a long time when they cut back to him. So it's got to be at least a couple of months. Yeah, he's ripped. But in the, by the end, he's completely <clears throat> Muscular. I don't know if he was before, but yeah. Well, that's because of the car accident, Alex. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right. I see what you did there. Um, all right. So we're over the time that I thought we were gonna take, but that that tends to happen on this uh this podcast. But you know what? I don't care. I think we should still try to go for a collective uh Star Wars ranking. Um We'll be ready to make some sacrifices. And if we end up abandoning it halfway through because we can't come to an agreement, I think that is also good content. So let's uh, let's attempt it. And I'm going to I'm going to make a list and I'll read it off when we're done. I'm not going to bother to for have us all read off our individual list. I think that's whatever. It's unnecessary. I'm, uh, I'm willing to have my beloved Rise of Skywalker be at the bottom of the collective list. All right. Can we all agree on Alex? Can you uh, can you agree on that versus yes. Last Jedi? Okay. Yes. All right. So, um, all right. So I got rise of Skywalker at number 11. Um, does anyone feel very passionately about what should be at number 10? No, not three. <laughs> last John. Jedi. Should we throw John? last Jedi down there? I, I feel like John would go to bat for it being there. No, no, no. I don't mind it being. I, I It was you more don't. about me coming to terms and why I like it. I don't mind it being. It is, at, at, at the end of the day, very, like, I, I disappointing. I'm fine with it being at number 10, but I will personally advocate for Force Awakens at number 10. I don't have it at number 10 for my own list, but I would. That's where I would I would put Last Jedi above The Force Awakens, but I know that might, I think, that might I think not sit line, well with some people. The sequel trilogy is going to be the bottom three for me in whatever order. It's end of the day. I think it's it's the weakest of the trilogy, the weakest of the movies. So does anyone feel very strongly uh, Last Jedi versus Force Awakens? If if not, I'll just go with what we originally said and have Last Jedi at number ten. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Yeah. I know I won't hear a complaint from you, Alex. Uh, number nine, um, Force Awakens. Anyone? Sure. Correct. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> all right. This isn't uh, correct or incorrect, Alex. It's all subjective. <laughs> uh, Aaron, you haven't seen Solo. I think there will be things you like about it. This is where I would put Solo at number eight. Okay. I think I agree. Good with yeah. that. 
All right. You guys are making like presenting a strong case for why I should watch it. I probably will watch it now. I mean, don't I want... not watch it. Yes, yeah, you gotta watch, watch it. <laughs> um, all right. Now all right, I'm assuming now we're fully getting into the prequels. What did we have a consensus on Phantom Menace being our least favorite of the prequels or no? I feel like it was a mix between attack. Well, no, I feel like you guys were pretty warm on Attack of the Clones. So maybe throw Phantom Menace as the worst prequel trilogy. One. I won't object to having Phantom Menace higher than Attack of the Clones, but I can't put Phantom Menace higher than Revenge of the Sith personally. No. Yeah, Revenge is my least favorite, but I don't know what my deal is with that movie. It's fair. I, in, in some way, depending on the day, my arrangement of these three can change. Um, sort of. But Aaron, so, Aaron, did you have one or two higher? I had two. I had Attack of the Clones higher. Okay. Um, do we want to go Phantom at seven, Attack at six, and Revenge of the Sith at five? Is anyone like hate Revenge of the Sith? I, John, I think you had it lowest. Yeah, but I think I think objectively that what you just said is right okay um, i'm really glad that this group uh is kind of like similarly like attack of the clones is fun and stupid because some people I've, I've looked at so many rankings from so many people like friends and just like different like publications and such i feel like it's attack of the clones is always like dead last or like right after rise of the sky rise of skywalker and i just have always disagreed with that take I think it's it's unfair to put it lower than at least two of the sequel trilogy movies. But all right. So all right. So that's Attack of the Clones at six. Revenge at five. All right. The, the top which, four, which I disagree with. I think one should be high, better is better than two. But everyone else, disagree, the, the three other people uh, disagree. So I'm I'm good with. Sacrifices. I mean, it, I will. I will be fine with putting Phantom over like higher than Attack of the Clones if if people if if more you know if other people feel strongly about it. Are we talking Phantom Menace mm -hmm. or of the Opera? Uh, of Menace. Oh, okay. Of Menace. <laughs> yeah, of Menace. <laughs> <laughs> of the Menace. Yeah, Phantom of the Menace. All right. All right. I hear no um other strong pitches to have Phantom above Attack of the Clones, so I'm going to leave it where it is. Um, all right, the top four. I honestly, the only thing I, mean, I will the, say about the placement of these top four is I refuse to put Empire at four, but we aren't going to do that because we have Empire at one. <laughs> well, do we want like, collectively Rogue One? It sounds like we want it two or three. Is that correct? I'll I'll be fine with it at either spot, but I, I the only movie that I wouldn't put above Rogue One is A New Hope. Yeah, I wouldn't do that either. Although I did on my list. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's your time to remedy that. Uh, all right. So what do we want at number four? I'm fine with return or a new hope here. Yeah. Either one is fine with me. I prefer a new hope. John. I'll yeah, take that. Um, I. Didn't you have it I at would, four? I had it at four. I put it at four, but I feel like. Then let's put it there. Yeah. So did I. And so did Alex. Right. Yeah. All right. Three. Rogue One or Return of the Jedi? I'm going to say Return, but that's just me. I also would agree with that. Anyone else? I My personal list doesn't have it, but I'm, I'm okay with it. I You're mean, okay having Rogue, Rogue One? I know we're asking you to put Rogue One very high. 
Are you it's okay fine. with I, that? I like it. it. It is very high. It, well, okay. I have it at five, but that's okay. It, the, the, my top five are, like I said, my top five are all great, so it's okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I think Rogue One Rogue, Rogue mm. One is two for me just because it, it really hit me in my Star Wars nerve, but mm-hmm. um, I understand Return of the Jedi being at number two. Um, I, I wouldn't, I'd fight for either one of them. All right. Well, we did that um, a lot more smoothly than I thought we might. Uh, at number 11, we have Rise of Skywalker. At number 10, we have The Last Jedi. I feel like the most concessions were made for that one. At nine, we have Force Awakens. At eight, we have Solo. At seven, we have The Phantom Menace, not Phantom of the Opera. At six, we have Attack of the Clones. At five, we have Revenge of the Sith. At four, we have A New Hope. At three, we have Return of the Jedi. At two, we have Rogue One. And at number one, always and forever, we have The Empire Strikes Back. We did it. We did it, everybody. Um, all right. What's everyone been up to? Uh, Aaron, what have you been up to? Um, been big time into Fire Emblem Engage. Uh, I've been loving it. It's definitely not as good as Three Houses, but the combat is sublime. So it just keeps me playing and playing and playing. Um, also, Edgar and I watched The Menu, uh, which Great was movie. tons of fun. Great movie. Uh, I loved it. Um, Nicholas Holt, Anya, Anya Taylor-Joy, Ray Fiennes, just phenomenal casting, phenomenal movie. I was not expecting where it was go- going to go, um, but I was very pleased with it. Nice. Oh yeah. Um, I have uh, I I watched All Quiet on the Western Front after it got like a shitload of Oscar nominations. I it, it's a tough watch. It's uh one of the most brutal war movies I've ever seen, and it one of the most depressing for sure. More depressing than brutal. Um, I I've, I've watched and rewatched so many movies since we last recorded, Aaron. Uh, so I'll just highlight two more i rewatched everything everywhere all at once um to affirm that it is my favorite movie of 2022 and my i still favorite, need to see that my favorite movie uh that has come out since parasite um and i finally saw the ghibli movie the tale of the princess kaguya and man that's a depressing movie too <laughs> but uh i quite enjoyed it and would recommend it how about you alex I don't uh, don't have a ton of time for game gaming and watching these days, but uh, parents, in terms of parent life, yeah, two, yep, two young kids. But in terms of TV, what uh, <clears throat> loved Andor, just a whole separate discussion. Still haven't finished it. <laughs> uh, oh well, shame I, on you. No, I like. I mean, really, I liked it. That's just me having a hard time finishing things. Yeah, no, I understand. It, it's it's very good. Um, loved it. Um, movies. I, <laughs> I'm not sure if you talked about it on the podcast before but the weird owl movie i haven't seen it yet oh i it's i I bet i'll like it it's good it's irreverent crazy zany wacky but just it hits my sense of humor i i love i really liked that nice um and then kids stuff like uh i bluey monsters at work shout out other parents maybe listen to this (laughs) podcast um and then in terms of gaming i uh aaron i heard i heard on the previous one you enjoy splatoon i we play Splatoon 3 all the time, my wife and I, specifically the Horde mode, Salmon Run. So um, we play that all the time. Um, that's that's what I'm gaming these days. Splatoon 3 is perfect for parent life because you can pick up and play and each match is only three minutes. And yeah, I just, I love Splatoon. It's such a good idea. Oh, I forgot to mention that 
gaming wise, I started playing Mario Golf Super Rush, which is fun. Still playing Binding of Isaac. Uh, started playing Live Alive, but have not been able to like truly get into it. And uh, anime wise, I started watching Chainsaw Man, which is pretty fun. Uh, so I'll keep watching that too. How about you, John? Uh, TikTok has ruined my attention span. So I've been watching, <laughs> I have a bunch of movies I have to watch before I come out with my top 10 list, which I'll usually do, uh, middle of February. Um, I've seen a lot of really good movies. I've seen a lot of really bad movies. Um, I haven't watched, I've watched episode one of Andor and for no good reason, haven't finished it. I hear it's great. I mean, I can't believe I sat through Book of Boba Fett and Obi-Wan and then <laughs> I, I'm not done with it. I just don't, I just. Uh, it's a lot to get into, uh, j- like starting it and um, yeah, it's finishing hard. it. Um, besides that, I mean, I- I'm looking forward to watching. I haven't seen the menu. I'm going to see that. Um, a lot of other movies I, I need to see. Um, Everything Everywhere All at Once is absolutely fantastic. One of the best theater experiences and just an amazing movie. Um, <clears throat> a movie I want to give my Golden Knife Award to. Uh, that's every year I give an award based off of Knives Out, speaking of Ryan Johnson. Um, it's a movie that I recommend to everyone that I can talk to. No matter what your taste is in movies, I'd say check this movie out. It's not necessarily my number one, most likely on the top 10 list. Uh, that's Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. I cannot speak more highly about Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. It is just an, an amazingly fun animated movie, and it's so cute, and the animation is outstanding. And I love it. And everyone should go watch it. I plan to I, uh, watch it. I've heard from parent friends of mine that took it, their kids to see it. They were like, I was crying. Like, it's a really good movie. Yeah, it's a, it's a solid um, movie. It's it's paced well. Um, and it's um, effortlessly watchable. As we, as I saw in the theater with my girlfriend. We loved it. And I was originally just like, oh, well, Puss in Boots, okay. But I walked out just gushing about it. I, um, I haven't been playing. I'll much watch it on your recommendation. Thank you. Now, besides yeah. that, I've been playing much. Um, um, yeah, man, that's all I've got. You called it the Golden Knife Award. Golden Knife, named after Knives Out. Okay. You it, do you like Puss in Boots enough to change it to the Golden Pussy Award? Maybe, maybe next year. Do okay. you like the award, award mine, enough actually. so that you would throw a golden dagger into Antonio Banderas's chest <laughs> to let him know your appreciation of the film? Uh, I didn't think about <laughs> it, but yes, now that you've mentioned it. Don't you think he'd catch it, even though he's just an oh, actor? And yes, isn't that would be amazing. <laughs> he would catch it and like snap it in half somehow <laughs> and just give you a dirty look and walk away. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Alex and John, thank you both so much for doing this um, and for continuing this podcast tradition of never completing things as fast as we think we're going to which i don't care this was a great discussion and i appreciate both of you and um your star wars fandom and what you brought to uh today's episode yeah thank you guys so much for being on no thank you guys yeah thanks so much for inviting me on guys i'm sure at some point we will do other star wars movies uh and which we'll have to maybe have you both fight over which one you want to guest on we (laughs) also We'll do a ranking of which is more boring, The Book of Boba Fett or Obi-Wan. Wow, I haven't finished either one of them, so it's hard to say. 
but you're gonna anyway. have to watch the end of book of boba fett to understand season three of mandalorian yeah i, I will watch it. i'll probably just skip episodes and just only watch those episodes you're, you're to. gonna miss nothing if you do that good yeah perfect now you're talking my language uh aaron um something do you want to say just do it an obligatory reference to the grinch or we already kind of do it with ron howard's grinch yeah um all right obligatory reference to the grinch <laughs> there we did it 